0: chapters fifteen through eighteen of the first book of the kings from the holy bible in modern english translated by Farrar, fenton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter fifteen thus in the eighteenth year of king jerobam ben nebat abayan began to reign in judah he reigned three years in jerusalem and his mother's name was makah the daughter of Abishalam. And he went into all the sins that his father did before him, and his heart was not at peace with his ever-living God like his ancestor David. However, because of David, the ever-living his God gave him a light in Jerusalem by raising his sons after him and fixing them in Jerusalem, since David did right in the sight of the ever-living and did not turn from anything he was commanded all the time of his life, except in the affair of Uriah the Hittite. There was also war between Abiam and Jeroboam all the time of his life, but the rest of the affairs of Abiam and all that he did are written in the record of the events of the days of the kings of Judah, for there was war between Abiam and Jeroboam At last Abiam slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David, and Asa his brother reigned in his stead. In the twenty-second year of Jeroboam king of Israel, Asa began to reign over Judah, and he reigned forty-one years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Maka, the daughter of Abishalom. Asa, however, did right in the sight of the ever-living, like David his ancestor, and expelled the Sodomites from the country, and threw down the idols that his father and his mother Maka had made, whom he removed from her station because she had made horrible idols for a shrine but asa pulled down the goddesses and burnt them by the brook kidron he did not however overturn the columns yet the heart of asa was at peace with the ever-living all his days he also brought the ornaments of his father and adorned the house of the ever-living with their silver and gold and furniture there was war, however, between Asa and Basha king of Israel all their time, and Basha king of Israel advanced into Judah and built Ramah so as not to allow an inlet or outlet to Asa king of Judah. Consequently Asa took all the silver and gold that remained in the treasuries of the house of the ever-living and in the treasuries of the king's palace, and put them into the hands of his ministers whom king Asa sent to Benhadad, Ben-Tabimon, "'Ben-Kaziah, king of Aram, who resided in Damascus, to say, "'Let there be a treaty between you and I, as between my father and yours, "'for I have sent to you a present of silver and gold "'to go and break your alliance with Baasha, king of Israel, "'and to bring you to mine.' "'Ben-Hadad therefore listened to king Asa, "'and sent the generals of his forces against the cities of Israel, "'and captured Aion and Dan and Bethmaka of the meadows.' and all Kinneroth with all the country of Naphtali. And when Basha heard of it, he abandoned Ramah and occupied Tirzah. Then King Asa proclaimed it to all Judah, none were exempt, and they carried away the stones and the timber from Ramah with which Basha was building. And King Asa built with them Nebah of Benjamin and Mitzvah. As to the rest of the doings of Asa, his courage, and all that he accomplished, and the towns that he built, They are recorded in the history of the period of the kings of Judah. When he grew old he suffered from gout. Then Asa slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, and instead of him Jehoshaphat his son reigned. Nadab the son of Jeroboam began to reign over Israel in the seventh year of Asa king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. He did wrong in the eyes of the ever-living, walking in the ways of his father, and sinned as he caused Israel to sin. Then Basha ben Achaia of the house of Issachar conspired against him, and Basha murdered him at Gibbethon, belonging to Philistia, while Nadab and the army of Israel were besieging Gibbethon. So he killed him in the third year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned after him. And when he was elected, he murdered all the house of Jeroboam, He left none breathing to Jeroboam until he had destroyed him as the ever-living said, when he spoke by the means of his servant Akiah the Shilonite, because of the sin that he caused Israel to sin, by the provocation with which they provoked the ever-living God of Israel. As for the other affairs of Nadab, and all that he did, they are recorded in the history of events in the times of the kings of Israel. There was, however, war between Asa and Basha king of Israel all their time in the third year of asa king of judah basha ben achiah began to reign over all israel in Tirzah for fourteen years but he did wrong in the sight of the ever-living walking in the ways of jeroboam and in the sins he caused israel to sin chapter sixteen consequently the word of the ever-living came to jehua ben canaan against basha to say Why, since I raised you from the dust, and made you a leader over my people Israel, do you walk in the way of Jeroboam, and make my people Israel sin, to offend me by their sin? I am angry with Basha and with his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam ben Nebat. Whoever of Basha dies in this city, the dogs shall eat, and the birds of the skies shall eat whoever dies of his in the fields." But the other affairs of Basha and what he did and his buildings, those are written in the history of events of the times of the kings of Israel. Basha, however, slept with his fathers and was buried in Thirzah, and Allah his son reigned after him. But there also came by means of Jehuah ben Canaan the message from the Ever-Living against Basha and his house, and against all the wrong that he did in the sight of the Ever-Living by insulting him with his manufactured idols. It denounced him for being like the house of Jeroboam and because he assailed it. In the sixteenth year of Asa king of Judah, Allah ben Basha began to reign over Israel in Thirzah for two years. Then his officer Zimri, commander of the chariot barracks, conspired against him while he was at Thirzah, at a drinking bout, at the house of Artza, who was superintendent of his palace in Thirzah. There Zimri came and assailed, and killed him in the seventeenth year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. When he was elected king, and had settled himself on his throne, he killed the whole family of Basha. He did not leave of him a male child, or a relative of his, or a friend. Thus Zimri destroyed the whole family of Basha, according to the message of the ever-living that he spoke to Basha, by means of Jehua the reciter, because of all the sins of Basha, and the sins of Allah his son, that they sinned, and that they made Israel to sin, to provoke the ever-living God of Israel to afflict them. As to the remainder of the affairs of Allah, and all that he did, they are written in the history of the events of the times of the kings of Israel. In the eighteenth year of Asa king of Judah, Zimri began to reign for seven days in thirza The army was encamped at the time in Gibbethon, of Philistia. The army in the camp heard the report, Zimri has conspired and assailed the king and has made himself king of all Israel. The commander of the army of Israel at the camp was Gomri. So Gomri and the forces of Israel with him went up from Gibbethon and besieged Thirtzah. But when Zimri saw that the city was stormed, he went to Armon, the palace of the king, and burnt himself with the king's palace and died, because of the sins that he sinned in doing wrong in the sight of the ever-living, by walking in the way of Jeroboam, and the sins he committed which made Israel sin. For the rest of the acts of Zimri and the conspiracy that he conspired, they are recorded in the history of the events of the times of the kings of Israel. Then the forces of Israel divided, half of the forces went after Thibni Ben Ganath to make him king, and half after Gamrai, but the force that followed Gamrai was stronger than the force that followed Thibni ben Ganath, so Thibni was killed, and Gamri made himself king. In the twenty-first year of Asa king of Judah, Gamrai began to reign over Israel for twelve years. He reigned six years in Tirzah, and then he bought Mount Shomeron from Shomer, for two talents of silver and built on the hill, and called the name of the city which he had built, after the name of Shomer, the owner of the hill, Shomeron. Gomri, however, did wrong in the sight of the ever-living, and wrong greater than all who were before him, and walked completely in the path of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in his sins that he caused Israel to sin, to provoke the ever-living God of Israel to destroy them. For the rest of the affairs of Gomri, what he did, and the great things that he accomplished, they are written in the history of events of the days of the kings of Israel. Then Gomri slept with his fathers, and was buried in Shomoron, and Ahab, his son reigned in his stead. And Akab ben Gomri began to reign over Israel in the thirty-eighth year of Asa king of Judah. And Ahab ben Gomri reigned over Israel in Shomoron twenty-two years. But Akab ben Gomri did wrong in the sight of the ever-living more than all before him, for it was little to him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam ben Nebat, for he took as a wife, "'Azabel, the daughter of Athbal, king of the Zidonians, "'and went and served Baal, and worshipped him. "'He also raised an altar to Baal, "'in the temple of Baal, which he built in Shomeron. Ahab, besides, made shrines, "'and added to the insults of the ever-living, "'the God of Israel, beyond all the kings of Israel "'that were before him. "'In his day, Jaal built Beth-Jaal, that is Jericho. "'By Abiram, his eldest son, he laid the foundations, and by Shazib, his youngest, he set up its gates, as the ever-living announced, when he spoke by the means of Joshua ben Nun. Chapter 17 But Eliah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilad said to Ahab, By the life of the ever-living God of Israel before whom I stand, there shall not be for these years dew or rain, except my mouth demands it. Then the message of the Ever-Living came to him to say, Go from here, and proceed to the east, and hide yourself near the brook Kerith, which runs into the Jordan, and the brook will give you drink, and I will instruct the Arabs to supply you with food there. So he went and did as the Ever-Living said, and settled near the brook Kerith, which runs into the Jordan. And the Arabs brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, but he drank from the brook. After a time, however, the brook dried up, for there were no showers in the land. Then the message of the ever-living came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarafta, which belongs to Zidon, and stay there, because I have instructed a widow-woman there to provide for you. He therefore arose and went to Zerophtha, and arrived at the neighborhood of the city, and there saw a widow-woman gathering sticks, and he spoke to her and said, "'Bring me, I pray, a little water in a cup, and let me drink.' And she went to fetch it, when he called after her to say, "'Bring me, I beg, a mouthful of bread in your hand.' When she replied, "'By the life of your ever-living God, "'there is nothing in the house with me except a handful of meal in a barrel, "'and a little oil in a cruise, "'and I was gathering a few sticks, "'and was going to bake it for myself and my son.' and to eat it and die but Elijah answered her fear not go and make as you have said yet also make me from it a little cake first and bring it to me then go and make for your son afterwards for thus says the ever-living the god of israel the barrel of meal shall not be spent and the cruse of oil not fail until the time the ever-living gives rain upon the surface of the ground she accordingly went and did as eliah told her and she and her family ate again and again from that period the barrel of meal was not spent and the cruse of oil did not fail according to the word of the ever-living that he spoke by means of eliah it was after these events that the son of the woman mistress of the house became ill and his illness was very severe so that there was no breath left in him then she said to eliah man of god "'Why have you come to me to bring my failings to remembrance and to kill my son?' But Elijah replied, "'Give me your son.' And she brought him in her arms, and he carried him up to the chamber where he lodged, and laid him upon his own bed, and called to the ever-living, and said, "'Ever-living God, will you also bring suffering upon the widow with whom I stay and kill her son?' Then he bent over the lad three times, and called upon the ever-living, and said, Ever-living God, restore, I beg, the soul of this lad to his breast. And the ever-living listened to the voice of Eliah, and restored the soul of the lad to his breast, and he was alive. Then Eliah took the lad, and descended from the chamber to the house, and gave him to his mother. Eliah then said, See, your son is alive. When the woman replied to Eliah, now by this I know that you are a man of God, and that the ever-living speaks by your mouth. Chapter 18 When many days had passed, the message of the ever-living came to Eliah in the third year, to say, Go, see Achab, when I will give rain on the face of the ground. He went therefore to see Akab. The famine was by now terrible in Shomeran, and Ahab had summoned Abadiah, who was over his palace. Although Abadiah reverenced the ever-living greatly, and when Isabel cut off the preachers of the ever-living, Abadiah took a hundred preachers, and hid them by fifty in a cave, and supplied them with bread and water. And Ahab said to Abadiah, "'Go through the country to all the springs of water, and to all the brooks.' Perhaps we may find verdure that may keep the horses and mules alive, and so not be deprived of cattle. They consequently divided the country between them for exploration. Ahab went one way by himself, and Abadiah went another way by himself. And while Abadiah was on his road, Eliah approached him, when he dismounted and fell on his face, and exclaimed, Are you here, my lord Eliah? And he replied, I am. "'Go and tell your prince, Eliah is here.' But he answered, "'How have I offended you, that you should put your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me? By the life of your ever-living God, there is not a tribe or district where my prince has not sent to seek you. When they said, He is not residing in this district or this tribe, then he asked an oath from the district or tribe that you could not be found there, and now you say to me, Go, tell your prince Eliah is here.' but it may be whilst i am going from you to my prince that the spirit of the ever-living will carry you to i know not where and i having gone to inform acap and he not finding you will kill me yet your servant has reverenced the ever-living from my youth Has it not been related to my master what I did when Isabel murdered the preachers of the ever-living, how I hid a hundred of the ever-living's preachers by fifties in caves and provided them with bread and water? Yet now you say to me, Go, tell your prince Eliah is here, when he will kill me. Eliah, however, answered him, By the life of the ever-living power before whose face I stand, I will see him now. Then Abadiah went to find Ahab and inform him and Ahab came to find Eliah and when Ahab met Eliah, Ahab said to him, Is this the troubler of Israel? <laughs> but he replied, I do not trouble Israel, but yourself and your father's house by forsaking the commands of the ever-living and walking after Balim. Now, however, collect to me all Israel at Mount Carmel, with four hundred and fifty preachers of Baal, and the four hundred of the preachers of the shrines who dine at the table of Isabel. Ahab, in consequence, sent to all Israel and collected the preachers upon Mount Carmel, where Eliah came to the people and asked, For how long will you swing between two parties? If the ever-living is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer a word. "'Eliah consequently said to the people, "'Separate the preachers of the ever-living from the four hundred and fifty preachers of Baal, "'and give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, "'and cut it up, and place it upon wood, but put no fire to it. "'And I will offer the other bullock, and lay it upon wood, but put no fire to it. "'Then I will call upon the name of the ever-living, and he is the God who answers by fire. "'He is the God.' "'And all the people replied, it is a good idea. Elijah then said to the preachers of Baal choose one of the bullocks for yourselves and prepare it first, for you are many, and call upon the name of your God, but put no fire to it. So they took the bullock given to them and prepared it, and called on the name of Baal from daybreak until noon, saying, Baal, answer us. But no voice came or answered. Then they leaped upon the altar which they had made. When noon came, Eliah ridiculed them and said, (laughs) Call with a louder voice, for he is a god. (laughs) Perhaps he is talking, or perhaps he is hunting, or perhaps alone on a journey. Or it may be he is asleep, and he must be awakened. (laughs) They therefore called with a louder voice, and gashed themselves with knives and hooks, as they are accustomed to do, until their blood poured from them. But when noon had passed, and they approached to the offering of the present, there was neither a sound, nor an answer, nor any attention. Then Eliah said to all the people, Come near me. And all the people came to him, and he raised an altar to the ever-living. Next Eliah took twelve stones for the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom came the message of the ever-living, saying, Your name shall be Israel and built with those stones an altar to the name of the ever-living, and made a trench round the altar of the capacity of two saths of grain, and spread the wood, and divided the bullock, and laid it upon the wood. Then he said, Fill four casks with water, and pour them over the offering and the wood. Then he said, Repeat them, and they repeated them. But he added, Triple it, so they tripled it. And the water ran round the altar, and also filled the trench with water, and the trench overflowed to the altar. Then Eliah the preacher approached and said, Ever-living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are God in Israel, that I am your servant, and that I have done by your command all these things. Answer, ever-living, answer, when these people will know that you are the ever-living God, and that you would turn their hearts after you. And the fire from the ever-living fell upon and devoured the offering and the wood and the stones and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and exclaimed, The ever-living! He is the God! The ever-living! He is the God! But Eliah answered them, Seize the preachers of Baal! every one. Let not one of them escape! So they seized them, and Eliah led them down to the brook Kishon, "'and slew them there. "'Eliah then said to Ahab, "'Go on, eat and drink, "'for there is a murmuring sound of rain.' Ahab consequently went up and ate and drank, "'while Eliah went to the top of Carmel "'and bowed himself earthward, "'and put his face between his knees, "'and said to his attendant, "'Go up now and look out towards the sea.' "'So he went up and looked out, "'and reported, "'There is nothing whatever.' "'But he replied, "'Return seven times.' And at the seventh he reported, I see a little cloud like a man's hand coming up from the sea. Then he said, Go and tell Ahab, Turn and descend, or the rain will prevent you. And between this and that the skies became dark with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab mounted and went to Jezreel. But the hand of the ever-living was upon Eliah, and he girt up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The end of chapters 15 through 18.